Hello and welcome to the saga. I am your host, Tedra Eberhardt Lee. I have my special guests, my ladies that always come with me when it's time for us to have a deep discussion. I have Bobby T and D Nice here with me. How y'all doing, ladies? Doing fine, doing fine. Thank you for uh, having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure. I know we're going to get into some great conversations. So I'm ready to do it. Let's do it. Thank you. And I, yeah, and I echo that from Bobby T. It's, it's, I'm doing great, and it's always, always great to be here with you ladies. I learn a lot, and uh, I can't wait for this one. <laughs> All right, so we're just gonna we're gonna go straight to it. So I know both of you heard about the um, the indictment as far as the Brianna Taylor's case, where only one officer received. I, I wouldn't even say it was. <laughs> hey, I mean, wanton endangerment. Is, you know, it is. It's a it's a felony deed. Um, class in in the state of Kentucky, which they the person can get up to one to five years in prison. You know. So, but anywho, how do you ladies feel about that that decision that came from the grand jury? I'm gonna start with you, Bobby T. Oh wow! So I, I felt like. So I, I watched the uh, the Hulu documentary called The Killing of uh, Breonna Taylor. It was a documentary on uh, FX and um, Hulu. It's a series from, uh, was it the New York Times reporters? Uh, kind of like the on the boots on the ground journalists, uh, kind of just reporting on the entire event. And watching that documentary mm-hmm. and then reading about the reading up on the case and then I follow um, Ben Crump on, on uh, social media. I think he has a lot to say and he's always been pretty uh, transparent with uh, his information. I, I, I was just floored. Um, you and I talked about this earlier, uh, not to steal your thunder, but you had enlightened me, enlightened me about the Fourth Amendment. I knew about the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms with the Fourth Amendment. Uh, for the within the United States Constitution is the right to protect your legal domain, uh, whether it's your apartment, your house, your property. If you feel threatened, someone's coming in, you have a legal right to defend your 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 domain. Well, uh, with, now, with the Fourth Amendment, it's um it's all about you know protecting yourself as far as from unreasonable search and seizures from the government. Correct. Correct. And the government, in this case, doesn't necessarily need to be only singularly federal. That also includes state and local, uh, and, and which in this case would be applicable. Uh, I found out through that documentary that uh, the state of Kentucky has stand your ground laws, but ha- same as what you saw in the Trayvon Martin case. Although in the Trayvon Martin case, it was never uh, tried upon that, uh, that particular law. But in this case, I don't understand, and this is a question that I pose to you, so I'll pose it in this form again. I don't understand how if you have this, the, the 2A, the Second Amendment, and then you also have the Fourth Amendment, why would that, those amendments and those legal rights that we have as a country, as a U.S. citizen, why that would be basically uh, null and void 
in this case because you have cops that are coming in uh, per that documentary. They're coming in. They don't have all the information. They just got together as a team of pretty much those few hours the night the night of that incident. Uh, the, they served five warrants that night. Uh, they had apprehended the gentleman that was supposed to be that they were looking for. They never found him at Brianna Taylor's house. They found him at the other locations. Uh, they served a, a, a no-knock warrant. Then they changed it up at the last minute to a knock and identify or whatever it was per the documentary. But either way, go. It was just so many loose, loosely defined uh, rules, regulations. Um, just everything was so just thrown together. It was not organized. I mean, you mean to tell me that they had information and intelligence information almost three or four months prior to, and they did not re-verify that for, within 48 to 24 hours, uh, 24 to 48 hours didn't, before they go and serve this type of warrant, uh, this warrant, this no-knock warrant. I, I don't understand that. And then they did not, It's it, the if you look at the, the, the uh, documentary, they clearly state, and the the reporters had investigated, and they were they actually asked. I think it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tedra. I think it was like three or four of the uh, people that lived in the immediate building with her, meaning her neighbors. Yeah. And I think it was like I think it was four, and the fifth person, all out of the four out of the five people that they interviewed. The, all four of them had said, no, we didn't hear anything. We didn't hear, all we heard was just gunshots. We, I woke, some, one gentleman, they didn't show his face, but he just said, all, all I heard was just gunshots. Just, it was just like, you couldn't, he didn't know what was going on. He thought it was firecrackers at first until you see the holes coming up in his, in his, uh, in his house. Uh, the one person that they didn't find, did I uh, interview, and he said it on the camera, in the documentary, he said he did hear that they had identified themselves, but that's a very, that was to me never really uh, clearly vetted out. How did they identify themselves? Did Could you hear it or did you ask? I mean, it was just so many different uh, accounts of this. Yeah. And when, when you look at the, um, the last point I want to make is when you, when you look at what the attorney general uh, put in front of the grand jury, he is supposed to, one, have uh, trial experience, which I found out today through Ben Crump. Uh, today, he said on The View that the attorney general, this is his first time ever being in a position to tr legally try a case. So I don't understand how that was going on. The second thing was like, what information did he present to the grand jury? Did they take the testimony of, of the boyfriend who fired the first shot? Which in you know which basically created all this this um, retaliation from the uh, the police officers. It was like, what information did you present to come up with this information, this output? And then lastly, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to give the you know yield the floor back to you, Tedra. Is this man is the uh, son-in-law to the the what is it the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell? Uh, and he also stated, uh, uh, he also made a huge uh, speech at the Republican, at the 2020 Republican uh, National Convention here in D.C. for the current occupant that's in the White House right now. So my, my issue with that is the optics. Like, what did that conversation look like to say, okay, 
you know, a, Attorney General from Kentucky, I forgot his name, but hey, what did you, you know, we need this to kind of go away. Um, you know, do whatever you need to do. It, it was just like, what, what, what were we doing? And I, I just, I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm frustrated because there is absolutely no justice. There's no, and there shouldn't be any peace because everybody's just sitting up here comfortable. Like, well, you know, the boyfriend fired her shot. So that's why she deserved all 32 rounds of those shots coming back at her. I, I just, to me, it's not justifiable. Not at all. Okay, um, mentioning the documentary, um, I watched it as well. And going back to the gentleman, yes, it was a black man that stated that he heard the police officers announce themselves. Now, he, I think he lived around the corner. He lived around the corner from Breonna's Taylor's mm -hmm, apartment. Mm -hmm. And he came outside. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, he, this is what he said. The police said, they said, police, go back inside, go back inside. So with them saying, police, go back inside, were they talking direct? Did they announce themselves to just him by saying, hey, you, we're the police, go back inside because he had came out? They had to be in the parking lot area for, them to see, for him to see. Right. See the police. And right. they're in plain clothes. So that's a, that's another thing that I was, um, you know, like did they, not, was they announcing themselves to him and not when they got to Brianna Taylor's door because they, when they, they was awakened by a big bang. Mm -hmm. And according to the boyfriend, Brianna was saying, who is it? Who is it? And nobody was saying anything. They would just, mm -hmm. just kept banging on the door trying to come in. And she keeps saying, who is it? And nobody is saying who it is. And once they came in, yes, the boyfriend shot. And then there was multiple shots being made. But then mm -hmm. you have, now the first, the officer who went into the dwelling, okay, he was justified for returning fire because fire was shot towards him. So any human being would shoot back. So he was justified in that case. But then you have the other two that was, went outside mm -hmm. and was shooting through the balcony mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. just, just shooting. Mm -hmm. So you had two, two officers that was doing this, but you only charge one Right, and there's yeah. two. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead, Bobby. Go ahead, Bobby. No, I was gonna say when they shot from the outside in the documentary, they clearly okay. They shot into the patio window, which the the door, the the glass door was closed, and the screen, the was it the curtain was pulled. The blinds, up. the blinds were pulled down. Yeah, yeah, so you you couldn't see where you. They were just firing twenty rounds. Just, like, oh, yeah, just shooting. Had no idea where they were shooting mm -hmm. at, who they were shooting at, who was even in the house. You right. could could have been kids in the house. And hence, that's where we get this this little. Oh my gosh! Like you said, charge, because only charge that went forth was the officer who was shooting through the closed blind. Uh, and it said, uh, I, I've been so livid about this, and it just, it, it was just, 
oh my gosh, you charged them and, and the, what they said with, with the charges is we're charging you because you had an indifference to the value of human life. Not Brianna's life, but you were charged because you recklessly endangered the neighbor's life. So nothing was ever charged, nothing, no consequences ever came from Brianna's life being taken. Exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, these charges does not go in anything with her. It's because I recklessly endangered the neighbors. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Indifference to the value of life? I'm saying this system devalues black lives all the time. So that's the indifference right there to the value of life is the black lives that you just don't value. And I'm just like, how dare you not see that her life value and there were never any charges brought to her for her life. For her life, exactly. Not even, you know, a, a felony assault. Right. You know? mm -hmm. And But then looking at that, looking at that law in the state of Kentucky uh, with a uh, felony assault, you have to, it has to be without legal justification. So they have caused all this bodily harm. You want to say it, murder, you know, but it had, if, in order for them to even try to charge them for a felony assault, it had to be without legal justification. But with them being law enforcement officers with a search warrant, it made it a legal justification. So you start looking at the laws and, 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 and the unions and stuff like that when it comes to law enforcement they are put in place to protect law enforcement personnel they put they are put in place to protect those who are in law enforcement when you look at you start thinking about when was law enforcement officers first established you know i want to say you know they they had like the watchmen's back in um, the 1600s you know they had that in boston and in back then it was called new amsterdam but now it's called new york but then you come to the 1800s 1860s then new york you know formed the first law enforcement department but looking at the history of police officers they have been brutal from the start they have been police brutality has been in existence from the start and you look at those who they were being brutal toward mm -hmm. people of color yes. minorities. they was being brutal to people of color and you look at these laws the wanton endangerment then you have the qualified immunity where the, you can't even sue them absolutely you can't even sue them then you got the unions that are protecting them as well, even if they are guilty. That the unions are put in place to protect the law enforcement officers. When you come to, you got um, the Supreme Court. It had the Supreme Court passed what is it's the Law Enforcement Officers Bill of Rights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the law enforcement, <laughs> enforcement officers have the, a Bill of Rights. Mm. You know, and it which is intended to protect them from being investigated or 
um, any type of prosecution towards them if they do cause bodily harm or injure, murder someone while they are performing their duties. It's, the, it's put in place to protect them. You know, not to cut you off, but see, that is so, that is some of the most asinine. Uh, is, can I curse on there or no? Yeah. That is some of the most asinine <laughs> shit that I've ever heard because it's so stupid. Because here's the thing. Where was that same amount of, of uh, compassion and we're going to protect and do a thorough evaluation and investigation for Kenny, Ken, excuse me, Kenneth Walker? Because you remember now, they arrested his ass the night of, of the, of the uh, incident, right? And they kept him in jail for one full month. What happened with his job scenario? What happened with his job scenario? Was he able to keep his job? Who knows? We don't know. Uh, it, Ooh, it's it, crazy. It, it, it's, you, you're right. This is asinine. And even go on top of it, I was looking at something too, uh, Tedra. You know, you, you mentioned the qualified immunity law and all the Bill of Rights. New York has a policy secrecy law mm. that protects the New York Police Department from even uh, releasing in, information on police personnel including discipline cases. So you, the new, they don't even have to tell the public if they even investigating a police officer who has, uh, has disciplinary cases against them, who have gotten lawsuits filed against them, yeah. uh, if any disciplinary action was coming towards them. So they have this police secrecy law that yep. protects them. Yep. You have, there's about 16 states that, wow. that have some form of law enforcement Bill of Rights written in their statutes. It's about 16 states. Then you have other states that have not exactly what the Law Enforcement Bill of Rights says, but they have something similar to it. So when you're looking at these laws, <laughs> it's a lot of them protect law enforcement. And, it, and, it, and you go back to the Fourth Amendment that Bobby T mentioned, where, you know, you, you have the right, you know, to protect yourself from unreasonable search and seizures. So if somebody is coming in your house, the no-knock came into effect during the Nixon mm -hmm. era. So they stated, oh, the no-knock is supposed to uh, protect the police officers. It's supposed to be safe for the police officers because this is how it's supposed to go. You do it when you do a no knock. You're supposed to boom get in. You're supposed to get in at real quick before the person, the suspect, wakes up. So you're supposed to boom get in. By the time they realize what's going on, then handcuffs. Boom. It's supposed to be over. But it ain't happening like that. It's not. You have. They banging on the door about 30 times because they don't know how the hell to get in. They banging, they banging. So now the people are waking up and you're like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. So now you're thinking somebody's trying to come into your house. So what's the first thing you do? You you're going to protect. You're going to protect the people that are in your house. You're going to protect your dwelling. You, you have that right to protect right. yourself. Right. So you you have a a no knock 
So you got a you got law enforcement coming in your house, not announcing themselves, and you supposed to be okay with that? You supposed to just be like, oh, hello, officer. How y'all doing? What can I do for you today? Hell no. First of all, it's gonna be dark. Ain't no lights on. Mm -hmm. So you don't know if it's law enforcement coming in your house or not. So you gonna shoot. If you mm -hmm. got a gun, you shoot him. Right. If right. you don't, somebody picking up a bat or something to protect yourself. Yeah. So with yeah. the Fourth Amendment, even with the no-knock, the police are supposed to announce themselves. They are supposed to give the person the opportunity to come to the door. They supposed they under the Fourth Amendment, they supposed to give you that opportunity to come to the door. Oof. Wow. So my question to you, you ladies, is what's our next step? <laughs> I'm I'm done protesting because if I get out there, I'm gonna be the you know. I, I just I'm done pro I, I'm not I, I'm just done protesting. I don't want to hold that thought, Bobby T, and and ask your question because with protesting, I was seeing that even with um Michael Brown, Breonna Taylor, with all the protesting that we've done um even the public outcry it has not changed the number of charges or conviction convictions of police officers well now it did get rid of the no-knock warrant for um uh they they nullified it in the city uh curtain for on in the city of louisville yeah. right but they the charges that the charges haven't been in, the charges for them for like murder or manslaughter or conviction has not gone up at all. No, and it never will because it's that yeah. qualified immunity. <laughs> yeah. You know, in 2015, it was stated that police officers did 20,000 no-knock warrants. 20, wow. Every year, it was like a year, they do, every year they do about 20,000 no-knocks. So it's 2020. So they're probably doing more now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. the thing is, it's not just black people who are getting shot and killed. Right. You have white people getting shot and killed during these no knocks. You got Latinos getting killed during these no knocks. You got endogenous people getting killed during these no knocks. But you you have people in Congress that it you know, after the, when it, when it started in the era of Nixon, Congress did step in for a minute and say, you know what, we need to ban this. But then it came back in the 80s and it has not been looked at since. So the law enforcement have been just taking advantage of these no knocks and then they going into the wrong house <laughs> because they not received the wrong information from an informant. Mm -hmm. Or they going in somebody they think right. is trafficking drugs. They have no solid evidence, none. They didn't have any solid evidence of Breonna Taylor being mm -mm. trafficking right. drugs in and out of her apartment. Right. Assumed it. They oh, just because Jamarcus came out with a package one time. Right. Right. Now, and that was almost four months before, prior right. to it. Yeah. So now, oh, she's a she trafficking drugs, really? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Why didn't they look? 
it, when they got on that and per the documentary, when they got together that night, it was like the the clown show starring these two goofs because uh, these three goofs because they didn't they didn't know what the what was going on, they didn't verify or vet to see to make sure. Okay, do we have some new intelligence? Because I can tell you right now, the United States military when they go and strike something, they verify within twenty four hours. They don't just roll up and say, okay, well, this was uh, where this, this uh, you know, this uh, terrorist was at almost five months ago. Well, you know, let's go on and just, you know, shoot up the place. No, you got to follow strict, uh, what is it, Geneva Convention laws and, and, and rules and regulations. They go and instead, instead, we just sitting up here, we have armed these, uh, these policemen and it, it's almost like Fortnite, uh, you know, being played out on the streets in the in, in the United States. It's like, what what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, they they they're abusing their power. All they got to say in a court or before judges, they fear for their life. Yep. So, we had yeah. we had probable cause, right? Legal justification, and it's it's the terminologies in these laws that are allowing the police officers to just walk away without suffering yeah. any type of consequences. So oh, it's, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Seth. It's the laws that we need to start looking at. Absolutely. Yeah, but see, that's the thing though. Okay, so they've been, you said they looked at it in the 80s, right? So what uh, in the 80s you had was it the, uh, the Reagan-Bush era, uh, Ronald Reagan and uh, George H.W. Bush. And I remember clearly they brought, you said this, they brought no knocks back in the eighties. Because I remember Nixon was one of the most Nick you talk about Al Capone on some gangster level stuff. Richard Nixon and Donald J. Trump are on some gangster level stuff. I have never I mean like they mirror each other almost. I ain't never seen no mess like this. But they I mean like the Nixon era, you saying that it was created in that in that in that in that time frame? They, the no knocks was created during the, the Nixon era. Because I remember the Nixon era was all about um, what was it, breaking up and, and dismantling the, the Black Panther, breaking up and dismantling right. Right. Um, uh, what is it, the um, uh, you know, the what they call, was it the war on drugs during the Nixon era or was it the war on drugs during the Reagan era? I can't Reagan, remember. Reagan era. Yeah. What was it called in the Nixon era? I don't know, but it was just like it was the same thing where you know somebody smoking pot, uh, which in that time was was the Woodstock. So you had a bunch of college kids, you know, smoking pot. So let me just bust up the head real quick. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, and then you move into fast forward into the 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 Reagan era, and it just I, I've never seen anything like this ever. I mean, like we've seen it in the eighties, but. Not not to this extent. But, not to this extent. To where you're getting served a no knock warrant. And, right. and 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 the and the senators and our, our lawmakers, they don't even realize like we need to change these laws. Absolutely. That and that's an important point. And, and you know, Tedger, you, you hit the what they say, the nail on the head with the law stuff. Cause I was I shared with Tedger earlier, I was looking at some stuff and they were talking about how rarely police officers are convicted of murder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, and there is this thing came out by Philip Stenson. He said, since 2005, nationwide, now, now this is not excluding a federal uh, police officer. So since 2005, 
the charge of manslaughter, there have been 11 convictions since 2005. 11? 11, nationwide, since 2005. Mm. Only 11. Involuntary manslaughter, six. Murder, five, but that's not including the ones that were dropped. Um, Voluntary manslaughter, five. Misconduct, three. Mm. Since 2005. The, the police officer know that, one, um, they, they, they protected by these laws. Two, they're protected by the money because they're not getting convicted. Some of them are going through these settlements, and you got all these major cities who are uh, falking out all these millions of dollars, you know, in settlement cases. I was looking at New York has the most uh, complaints against officers in, in major city, but they since in the year 2015 to 2018, they paid $630 million in settlement mm. of police officers for misconduct. Los Angeles, $139 million. Chicago, $398 million. Mm. Philly, $90 million. So they, they, they're not paying this. They, they, they're selling this stuff out of, out of court. They're not going to uh, being prosecuted. It's, it's in a civil suit type thing now. And and they know they're they're not going to jail for it, and then it's being paid for them. Yeah, it is. So okay, so I, I guess I'm still. I so what you you what you ladies are saying basically is, with this uh, what is this this Bill of Rights for the police officers? Um, I'm looking at it right now, the Law Enforcement Officers Bill of Rights of Leo Burr, whatever. Um, there, when they do this, like for example, when they do this investigation for what happened with Breonna Taylor and probably what's going to happen with uh, George Floyd, they are using other police officers that, that are their peers, right, to investigate and, and review this. It's not an outside factor like you would think it, like they have on the, in the movies, like internal affairs and some other garbage, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that is that correct or no? Say that again. No, I'm saying that they have. Um, so with this law enforcement bill of rights, right? Um, when they go to investigate, like for example, this Breonna Taylor incident mm-hmm. or uh, the George Floyd incident, uh, they they are investig they're being investigated. These police officers are being in the in the whole act is being investigated by their peers or people within the organization, not an outside factor like you would have, like the movies would have you think like, oh, okay, well, let's just call in internal affairs and poof, you know, here we go. They, yeah, they found you guilty for this or some other dumb shit. You know, internal affairs is just officers within that department that are on the internal, is part of the internal affairs. So you have, when it comes to an, an internal affairs investigation, depending on if if the officer who's being investigated, if he is in good with those who are in internal affairs, he would nothing will happen to that officer, nothing. Mm. But now, if it's somebody they don't like, they might get get some type of disciplinary disciplinary action done to them. 
But if it's somebody who is loyal and that is, you know, kissing ass all the time, then nothing is not going, nothing is going to happen to that officer. But if you are considered an outsider, a person who speaks up when your fellow officers are doing something wrong, and then that one time something happens, oh, you gone. You out of there. They get rid of you. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I think it is mostly in-house investigation, and then you maybe get some higher, higher profile cases. Sometimes it may get, uh, maybe, maybe the FBI investigates. I don't know. I don't know how many of those cases actually go to, and then in Georgia, the GBI for a police officer or something like that. So I want. I don't know. I'm not sure how many are referred to them and that they investigate, and what is the criteria for them to start the investigation. Yeah. Well, sometimes they, the local department have to, mm -hmm. like, they'll call the, here in Georgia, they'll call the GBIN to come into and investigate. So, okay. and, you know, and other cases they may bring in um, the FBI. But then they come in and they investigate, and it may take five, six months for them to come and give a decision that, hey, we didn't find anything wrong. Right. So, you know, it's, <laughs> right. it's like you, it's some other form of committee needs to be put in place yeah. to go in and investigate these, these cases. We, yeah. we, we don't need any, we don't need any more FBI investigations. We don't need any more GBI investigations or, whatever VI investigation in any state because the conclusions have been, you know, it hasn't been to the point of where justice have been made. So another form of department committee needs to be developed to come in and investigate all this stuff. It needs to be, they need to have different committees within different regions of, this, of the United States and have these people come in and do some thorough investigation. They're going to have to, because I don't see this. What's going to happen is, and this is what I was telling, um, this is what I was mentioning earlier uh, to a friend of mine, is that if they keep pushing the envelope with all these police killings, right, it's going to get to a point where the black community, I mean, right now, I think everybody's ready to just explode, right? And we don't have clear, direct leadership in the, at the executive level within our country at all, period. I don't care how you want to look at it. I'm talking about not only just the, at the uh, presidential uh, uh, level, but also at the senator level. Mm -hmm. So where they make the laws that we can put in place to, to protect people. They, we don't have that leadership. We just don't. We like these people and, and they sit in office for the next lifetime, you know, until they die. And some of them die right sitting there in the damn chair. Okay, wheel his ass out. Now, now we can probably have another uh, runoff election and stuff. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's completely frustrating for me um, because the thing that really bothers me the most about all of this is the fact that you know, you have, because I still can't get over the fact that you can protect yourself 
Because I mean, like if you think about the Branch Davidian, right? Uh, that was in 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 um, was it Texas, right? And they were like, I don't care. Uh, the federal government. I don't care if you are the FBI. I don't care if you are the U.S. Marshals and DEA. I'm still defending my territory. I'm gonna fire off these 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 rounds of guns, and I'm firing off these shots at y'all. Uh, you either go, you know, either stand down or you got to come in here and get me. Period. Mm-hmm. If they could do that and stand their ground and no have no clear confusion with that, why did this why did this case go left so bad? I don't understand that because if it, like tell what you were saying, we have the Second Amendment and we also have the Fourth Amendment, which is against the uh, the the government coming into your domain. So why why was there so much confusion with this? I don't understand that. You got a white man that sat up here in the state of Oregon uh, that occupies land that was never his for a whole year, okay? And was at a complete standoff with the FBI. Okay? They had no problem with that. But in this case, we got gun- these, these, these rental cops coming in here, military dressed to the T, treating us like, okay, well, that's the, if I shoot this person, I get 200 points. If I shoot and, and really can't kill this, these people, I get another four or 500 points. Well, what are we doing here? What you know, are we Bobby, doing here? Bobby T, it goes back to something that you had said earlier. What was presented in the case? And why wasn't the Fourth Amendment, like, the highlight of that, you know, put forward front and center uh, in, in a piece of that? So, yeah, what was presented? I would love to see what the court um, document says and, and how that went about and what was presented in that case. Because why wasn't that front and center? When the grand jury pretty much mm-hmm. now the officers get to go and speak they, they give their side of the right scenario and the you know so basically they're pretty much just getting one side of the story so they may get a little bit of you know the victim story but the much Ninety percent of the what's put in front of the grand jury is from law enforcement. Mm. So the the victim's voice is not being it has no voice. The victim has no voice during the grand jury, none. But law. Uh, I'm so just I'm so disgusted. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I'm so disgusted because again, you had a conflict of interest with the attorney general and uh, Mitch McConnell, that's his son-in-law, who has always been known to do the bidding of the 45th president of of the United States. Uh, No backbone, no spine. And and then we deal with this? Come on now. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, um, the the officer sergeant, what, Mattingly, the one who was shot, You know, he, he sent that email out to the other officers saying uh, that what they did was completely right. And he said the good guys are demonized and criminals are canonized. So, yeah, I saw that. I yeah, saw that. I was like, really? Oh. I was like, now the good guys and good women are being killed and brutalized by you. Yeah, because it's, it's, 
it's so many no knocks that have ended up at the wrong house. Right. You know, just recently here in Georgia, where you had Henry County SWAT looking for, you know, a drug drug trafficking situation. And you hear it on their on the body cameras. First they pass the house, pass the entrance of where they're supposed to go. Wow. They using the GPS, they pass it, they back uh -huh. it up. Oh shit, we not passed it. Then they get up in there. Now you got four or five trailer trailers, little houses in this one little area. And they wow. went, which house is it? Which one is it? Which house is it? And they ended up going into this 70-something-year-old man house, scaring the crap out of him. He hollering, I got heart problems. And guess what? The officers have qualified immunity. So no money has come his way for them going to the wrong house, scaring the crap out of this person who has heart problems. Now, this elderly man is not feeling safe in his own home. No, I was, but see, that's the thing though. See, okay, so Breonna Taylor got $12 million and I know the black community was upset. Like, you know, what the fuck you settle for? And I get it. But see, my thing is, I was telling someone earlier today, I said, look, every single penny that these three officers earn, I don't care if it's $10, I want the $10. I, I need to have that $10. I, I'm going to sue you everything that you earn. I need to have that. Because my child's life is at, at this point is, is gone. I can't get her back. I can't resurrect her. I can't get her back. Yeah. We would, I, I would sue every single thing that they, they, they have a potential to earn if they want to write a book and they give them a million dollars. I need to get the million dollars plus the taxes so they can pay that too. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds petty, but at this point, it's like, come on. When is enough going to be enough? They're, they're, they're hiding behind this qualified immunity. They should be, if I was her parent, uh, was it Tamika Palmer? I would sue uh, like they did, you know, um, the, do a civil lawsuit. So every opportunity that they have to earn something, that has to come back towards me and my family. The, yeah, because the, 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 the boyfriend, the yeah, boyfriend the Kim, lawsuit was for the wrongful death of her, mm -hmm. Brianna. Yeah, but yeah. that was with the city, right? That wasn't right. with those three individuals. Every Correct. single thing that they earn has the I need that. I would need to have that 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 because you need to feel that you need to, you're sitting up there comfortably. Yeah. You send out a ridiculous email. Okay, no problem. Well, when you earn monies, I don't care if it. Well, I, I work as a janitor. I only earn. Twenty or thirty thousand dollars a year. Well, guess what? I want that twenty or thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> I want it. I, I, and, and since I got to pay taxes on it, you better come up with something to get that tax money together too. So yeah, that goes back to the where the all these cities are playing out all these millions of dollars because the lawsuit end up having to go against the city, you know, and the cities are paying for these police officers. They're selling for them. Yeah. Instead of them pressing charges. Right. You know, 
Man, that is, that is insane. I'm like, go to jail and give them the money. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that a, is crazy. Do a Keisha Lance Bottoms, what she do? She got rid of them officers real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing, but did anything ever happen to that? You talking about the gentleman that was uh, murdered in the, um, uh, in the at Wendy's uh, restaurant? No, lot? Well, this, this, it happened during the, she fired officers that was um, mishandling protesters. Oh, okay. That's what he did. So, See, that's the other half of this is I don't know if you saw the, the protesters today. Um, they were in Louisville. One of the guys was on the ground. He was injured. And the cop just ran his bike over his head and neck. Like he wasn't even sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. What are we doing? Is this what my tax dollars are paying for? Because if so, I, I want to change this up. Because I don't like, the, I don't like the, what's going on with this. I don't want to pay this and then I get this result. Yeah. Like, let me have a choice where my tax dollars go. Thank you. So, yeah, yeah, I don't want my tax dollars going here. I, I've read, them. right? Yeah, yeah, somebody needs to. We need to, somebody need to look into that. Yeah. Start, we need to rally for us to have be able to put our tax money where we want to put our tax money. Yeah, absolutely, good idea. Be nice. <laughs> 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 but going back to the documentary, but if for those of you who haven't watched it, it's on Hulu. It's um, yeah. the New York Times presents the killing of Breonna Taylor. It's a yeah. they have several documentaries um, of different events that has happened throughout 2020. But uh, I think it's the third episode yeah i think so is the killing of rihanna taylor and the way that they treated her mother oh was terrible uh, terrible i mean she um correct me if i'm wrong bobby t now when she she, she received the phone call did she re receive the phone call from the boyfriend of rihanna at first and they were saying that somebody was trying to break in yeah, what happened was they said, okay, he called her hysterical, like, Bree, she, you know, she's not moving, she's not moving. Um, and that's when, you know, she was like, then she's, then all of a sudden the phone went dead. Yeah. Uh, and then, and she kept calling, the mother kept, Tamika Palmer, the mother, she said, okay, she tried to call the boyfriend back, Kenneth Walker, that didn't work. So then she tried to call her daughter, uh, Brianna Taylor, that, she never get a, get a response, so she said, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to get dressed, because it was like 1130 at night, I'm going to get dressed and go over there, and when she went over there, um, they, they, I guess, I don't know who told her to go to the hospital to, okay, she'll, you know, your, your daughter will be at this particular hospital, so she went over to that hospital, they didn't, they didn't state the name of the hospital, but she sat over there for almost two and a half, three hours almost. And by the time that she was like, okay, well, something's going on. So she came back to the, the apartment and she was like, well, where's my daughter? What's going on? And that the, the, the coward detectives handled this so sloppy. It was like Keystone Capers out there. It was like a, a clown show starring these trained individuals. 
they were like, well, yeah, she's still inside the apartment. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that, what does that mean? Is she, she's still inside the apartment? And so by the time she walked into the apartment, I don't think they, I don't, I'm not sure if they had a, a, a sheet or cover over her, but, you know, she talked about how she walked in there and she could just see all the, yeah, the, I think they the had holes and whatnot. By the time she was able to go into the apartment, they had removed Brianna's body. But she could see the blood where she laid in the yep. hallway. Yep. And um, all the bullet holes, you know, in the kitchen, the bathroom. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it bullet holes everywhere. It was, oh my God. It was like Beirut up in there. It was, it was. That, but that's the thing though. That That's my problem with the whole thing is that Okay, so Kenneth Walker, I still go back to this. Kenneth Walker had a, a he had the, I mean, because like all these fake, and I'm going to call them out, fake NRA supporters. I got the right to bear my arms. I got to, don't take my guns away, right? Yeah. We saw this garbage in Philando Castile. Yeah, well, the you know, Second Amendment, that only applies to a certain amount of people. You know, not, not the black and brown people, no. Uh-uh. Forget about the fact that you had to legally register. I mean, he had the right to sit up here and say, "Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to fire a warning shot." And he didn't, you know, to, to 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 kill. It was a shoot to to maim. And yeah, the, the officer did have. He got shot in his leg, had to have surgery. I get that, but it wasn't like what they did to her. That one shot uh, validated thirty-two 30, shots. Thirty-two shots. Yeah. Where was the training? Where was the training at? I want to know where they were when he, when Kenneth called 911. Because it was so quiet. Yes. When he called 911. Yeah. This was after the shooting and all that. So this is after they not bust up in the apartment, shot it up from the outside. And he's calling 911 and it's like complete silence. Yeah, right. you you could hear him. It wasn't nobody on the background. Nobody on the background. No right. officer. Wow. Nothing. Yeah. Complete silence. Now I I just thought that was crazy. It was. It. And and you know another thing is it's almost so here the the thirty two that thirty two to one one to thirty two um that's just sticking in my head and I'm just I've been trying to stop being so emotional about this, mm -hmm. but. So that one shot. So now you got these officers who are out here not seeing what's going on. So you're sh the the one shot. The the police officer responded inside. So you're responding to his firing. The police officer firing, not the in anybody in the house because he only shot that one time. Shot that one time. Yeah. So all the other shooting was in response to the other officers that were shooting. And in right. the, in the documentary. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was saying that there were so many shots. They don't know which shots from which officer that killed Brianna. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know. Well, they had actually uh, pinpointed it. Um, I think it was uh, Officer Matt, um, Mattingly had fired the uh, fatal shot uh, for Brianna Taylor because he was the one uh, not Hankinson. Hankinson was the one that Hankinson and Cosgrove. They were they they were the two guys that were outside firing bullets into 
from the parking lot, uh, not really the parking lot, but the um, the front walkway into the, the apartment. Uh, Mattingly was the one that was actually in the building, I'm sorry, in the, in the, the uh, apartment and actually shot, fired the shot that was pretty much, you could tell that that was a, like a death, you know, like a, a death shot. So all of the five shots in her came from him? Six shots, yeah. That many of the six shots? Yep. I, I, ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Because that's, that's just, it's really hard to imagine, you know, it, from where the blood was, was in the back. Mm-hmm of the apartment in the hallway. So where was the boyfriend when he shot him? Like, he was behind Brianna because she went to the door. He was behind her. Yeah, he was behind her. And he, when he fired, like, for example, if you're coming to out the, out the bedroom, you know, that, that hallway is very narrow. She was already at the door. And he was behind her. So when he fired a gunshot, bam. Like, okay, who is it? I don't hear anything. I'm still hearing somebody trying to get in. I must fire a warning shot at the ground or lower level. So that's what, that's what hit that, that, that cop. And then he was able to breach. And then that's when he, bah, bah, bah. that's when he fired those shots. Mm. That's um. when he fired those shots. And that's what hit. But see, when he fired his shots, it caused the other two jackasses to call right. the, the fire their shots. But they were firing from a place that they couldn't see who the intruder was. We're just right. firing. We're just firing because we're trying That's to back weird. up our, you know, back up our dude. And I'm like, dude, what the, what the hell? What, what are we doing? Yeah. Mm. And the the thing that really pissed me off is in the in the documentary, Hankinson was a known sexual predator. Yeah. Yeah. He had no business being on on the damn job to begin with. Yeah. So now you know, D, now D you, know so you don't you don't supposed to bring up his 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 criminal thing because it I doesn't don't care. Affect. <laughs> I don't care. This is Saga. We're gonna bring it all up. We're gonna talk about it. That's what they say about us. You know, they always try to find the mm -hmm. criminal uh, activity of somebody who's been killed or shot. Oh yeah. No, excuse me, but fuck that. No, we gonna bring that shit up. <laughs> we we gotta talk about that because on the documentary. There was a young lady. Um, she was, uh, I think, a University of Kentucky uh, student. Remember, Ted? Mm -hmm. And she was out celebrating something, and um, she she got a little too 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 tipsy, too drunk. And the guy, the 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 officer at the bar said, "Okay, I can drive you home." But she was just walking, I think, because she yeah, couldn't drive. Yeah, he was. Was he doing security at the time? Yeah, security at the at the time. He was an yeah. undercover. Um, not undercover, but just a security officer. But he still was a security detail. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting up here. I mean, it was like dude tried to force. You know, he assaulted her. I don't care how you want to shake it down. I don't care how you want to dress this shit up, sugarcoat it. He tried. He really physically assaulted her. He didn't rape her, but it was to a point where she was so terrified that when she saw the Brianna Taylor. She texted her boyfriend and said, that was the guy that took me home and I was scared. Yeah. Wow. She got in the, he, wow. he was walking home and he pulled up beside her and asked her, 
would she like a ride? So of course mm-hmm. he he was in a police uniform. So you right. and I'm 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 in safe hands, you know. Right. So she gets in the car and he's putting his hand on the lap and calling a baby and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah, and she sent text messages to her friend because they showed the text messages that yeah. she sent to her friend in regards to the incident and. They even um, filed a complaint. Yeah. After the Breonna Taylor incident came up and they they showed the, the cops, she said, oh, my God. She told her boyfriend, she said, oh, my God, that's the guy that would, had uh, gave me a, a ride home that night. Yeah. And her boyfriend was the one who filed the complaint yep. on her behalf. So Hankinson should have had his ass out of there in the first fucking place. Yeah. Never should have been um, you know, excuse my language, D nice. I'm sorry, but you're he shouldn't. You're good. You know, he should. He should have never been on on the um on the police force to begin with. He should have been off of uh off the police off the uh police force. I I just don't. It's so many like. But now that you you bring up his his criminal 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 history, a. Now who they put, they want to put all, they put putting the focus on him. Not they should show his mugshot the way they show black people's mugshots. They, they put right. the focus on him because, hey, he's already had some complaints. Right, and so the, the qualified immunity shouldn't have been in effect. Hello. He's already had some complaints. So now do you look at, have the other officers had complaints? You know, because they're not bringing up the stuff that if they've done any um, criminal activities in the past, they only focus, they brought up him. So now he is the one who received the what? What did he receive? What what, what did the grand jury come up with? Wanton endangerment. Wanton endangerment. Yeah. <laughs> let's put it on, let's put it on him because he already got this criminal, this these complaints and stuff. Let's Put this, let's throw him under the bus a little bit. Well, I'm just—I mean, I asked the question earlier. Where do we go from here? I'm done with the protesting, but I mean, I know you—you you know, Tedrick, you and I talked because originally I was so disgusted. I was like, I'm not voting, but then I realized that I have to vote because the attorney general for the state. Um, these local police chiefs, uh, these local city council people, and even um, our, our was a House representative and um, state uh, senator. They need to hear my voice. I mean, I, I was really just de- defeated last night, uh, defeated this morning when I talked to you earlier, because I was like, you can't win. You cannot win in this environment. You can't win in this, this, this setup. Um, manipulated environment that is is against black people but then I realized that I, I have to you know regardless of whatever happened so I would die with um, Killer Mike was saying I am duty bound to, to, to vote I've got to vote and I, I will vote um, but I, it's just so it's frustrating because the black woman in in America uh, is so marginalized uh, and just so underrepresented and just devalued. It, it, it's like 
Because, and let's talk about this on the saga. I know this is against, you know, um, popular opinion, but there are a lot of brothers that don't treat women, black women the right way either. You know, let's talk about it. Um, And it's like, when you got this situation to come up, it's like, man, this is like, come on. What are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? We got to come up with something. Got to. I don't know. But I mean, I'm, you do something very important. We have got to vote, not just on this presidential level, but also, you know, with the Senate, you know, with the House. I mean, we need to, you know, with your mayor, with your governor, you need to, every opportunity to vote, we need to do it and not vote so ill-informed. You need to, 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 to study, to, to, you know, research the people that are in, who are running for office, not just because such and such, but get the information, get the correct information and vote well-informed and, and not letting these people just be so, you be so manipulated by this propaganda that is going on uh, with this 45 <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so we, we, we got to, and we, we got to have more platforms like this to, to talk about it and, and put it before people to, to vote, hear us, do it. Uh, black women, all women, uh, black males, get out and vote. Well, not only that, but it's also um, making sure, like you said, making sure you clearly understand your um what you're the people that are supposed to represent the state and local, what they support, how they vote yeah. um, on certain mm-hmm. issues. Uh, because there's a lot of Republicans that I would say, you know what, I agree with how they handle that. Right. Yeah. Or, or there's a lot of Democrats that's like, you know what, I agree how they handle that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's not really, um, how do they call it, uh, what is it, I, identity politics now? There's a lot of Republicans that are pretty pretty doggone good. Yeah. There's a lot of Democrats that are pretty Absolutely. doggone good. But it, but what I would like to see is, uh, I would like to see these Republicans and Democrats reach across the aisle and say, you know what, right. we got to put policy over um, what is it called? Policy over the country, um, policy over politics, um, right. or politics over. Uh, you know, put the country over politics. Like we have got to, because the way things are right now, we've lost our footing in the in the world. The rest of the world, we look like a bunch of amateur amateurs. The whole country, mm-hmm. you know, we've elected a casino owner, uh, a pedophile uh, casino owner as our president, leading us. We got to do better. We just have to. We got to restore humanity because it's. Yeah, it's crazy. But I, I like I said, I wasn't gonna vote earlier, but last night I was so disgusted. Um, but now I'm gonna continue to vote. I'm definitely gonna vote. But I will say this much real quick: there are organizations that fight for, um, you know, justice uh, and, and everything else. My uh, my husband and I, we actually uh, support. Uh, financially support. We back our monies with the Equal Justice Program, uh, who supports um, black and brown minorities and people that cannot pay uh, for legal defense uh, to get people off of death row. So we've been doing that 
now since the George Floyd incident. Financial, we put our, our financial monies uh, with that every single month. Uh, there are organizations like the NAACP uh, that you can support that that can uh, put the you know do something that to kind of help the community out. It ain't just all about protesting and getting out there okay. raising your flag and uh, and raising a sign and saying now Black Lives Matter. We know that. I, I'm not going to get out there and protest. I'm not going to do that because I don't I don't trust myself. I'm not in, in climate, but I can get out there and give my money towards organizations like that. So I would suggest everybody look and see how they can contribute to the cause. I, I, I'm going to say, say this, sorry, Ted, this, I, I can just say like um, my brother uh, was caught up in the system. He said he was on vacation. That's what he called it. He was on vacation. <laughs> but he was, you know, he was incarcerated at one point um, in his life. And when my brother, you know, got out, did everything that he was supposed to do, got employment, graduated from college. And when he got the opportunity to vote, he was so proud to be able to vote that, you know, it just took something that, that made mm -hmm. me think about voting in such a different way, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, you know, I listened I, and that, that got me more informed to listen to, to the politicians to, to, you know, hear what they're saying and really do my research. Cause when he took that moment, not only did he vote, but he started helping guys who have been, you know, released, how they can the stop the process that they can go through to be able to vote again and how to vote. And that, I, I took so much pride. I, 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 you know, I wish he was still here today who actually died, what, a couple years ago on voting day. He mm -hmm. died on November 7th, supposed to be going to vote. And uh, so whew, it's, it's very passionate for me uh, to be able to do it and, and, and not just sit down on it, but, you know, just for him to, to take that next step. And like you said, it's not just about protesting, it's just doing some different steps. What, you know, we can do. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be loud and in front. That's true. That's so very true. Yeah, I got excuse me. Bis Bisqua is wanting so much attention. <laughs> hey, Biscuit. <laughs> what you got, his little nightgown on or something? <laughs> <laughs> He's just wanting so much attention right now. <laughs> Tell him to join the conversation, man. We talk about it. <laughs> I made some valid points, you know. Get involved with um, organizations that are out there that's trying to fight the cause and uh, making sure that you vote. Bobby T, I'm glad you changed your mind. Oh, uh, yeah. Last night I was kind of disgusted. <laughs> I, I was so... I wasn't thinking clear. Last night, my emotions got the best of me. But now this morning, after I've had a good night's rest, I'm ready to vote. As a matter of fact, I know when my state is uh, starting uh, early voting and I'm, I'm going to be there, um, you know, hey, let's do it. I'm ready to do it. And uh, my husband and I, we're we ready. We're ready for the cause because um, I, I never forget that, that, that statement and that beautiful speech impromptu speech that killer mike the the, the uh, rapper uh from uh was it run the jewels when he said you have to plot plan strategize and organize you know and the way you you state your case and the state your voice 
put a new put somebody else in the pol into the the um, uh, into the attorney general office. Put somebody else into the state senate. Put somebody else as a you know what is it the um, uh, house of representative and, and and a governor. You can you can vo exercise your voice. And uh, right now, I, I was I was. I was pretty, you know, dejected yesterday because I felt like, you know, black women are just, you know, marginalized. But then it's like, you know what, I, I've got to do something because it's just, I'm gonna let my voice and my political voice be heard very, very loudly, and, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I may lose a lot of people that, you know, respect me, and and I and I'm okay with that. Because I, I have to, you know, make sure that um, I feel comfortable enough. Uh, you know, the current occupant is just not, it's just not doing things right. We have lost our footing in, 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 in the world and it's just terrible. But you're, you're right, ladies, we have to fix these laws. I don't know if it's just sending out a bunch of new lawyers, um, um, you know, to, 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 you know, come in here and try to fix the laws. I don't know if that's going to resolve it, but we got to do something. We got to try, and I'm willing to do that. It comes with voting, and as D-Nice say, you have to do your research. You know, with, with D-Nice bringing up, you have to do your research, it brought up this um, situation that I saw on Facebook where this young <laughs> man posted, hey, you know, you got to go out and vote and make sure you research the candidates. And then he said, Emmanuel Jones has to go. <laughs> so Emmanuel Jones is a senator here in the state of Georgia. So I, I comment like, okay, what are your reasons of why Emmanuel Jones has to go? And he responded something like, um, well, why shouldn't he have to go? He needs to go on over there to that Republican Party where he is now. So I'm going, he, he must not know Emmanuel Jones. So I pull up the bills that Emmanuel, Emmanuel Jones has been sponsored on, co-sponsored. So I paste, you know, I copied and pasted and I said, hey, you need to do some research on Emmanuel Jones because he does a lot of work. And then I started looking at other comments <laughs> where people were saying, then somebody put in there, AKA Vernon Jones. Now, you know, Vernon Jones is a, a, a state rep and he spoke at the RNC. You know, Vernon Jones, he's, he's a Democrat, but he got a lot of um, attention when he started supporting Trump and was bad talking the um, Democratic Party. So now he's, you know, gearing up and riding on motorcycles with the Dixie Boys and stuff. So I'm going AKA Vernon Jones. So I'm thinking, <laughs> are they saying he He's like Vernon Jones because he met, and then I'm reading and then somebody posted, yeah, he think he's slick using his middle name. <laughs> and then the guy said, yeah, they, 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 he think we stupid. They think we stupid. 
Guess what? This dude was thinking Emmanuel Jones was Vernon Jones. <laughs> man, bye. I'll say it, man, bye. Are you serious? So it's but, like, like, dude, reading is fundamental, man. Learn some man. Name. <laughs> so somebody posted a picture of Emmanuel Jones and said, dang, man, that's two different people. That's a different person. So I'm going no, to say, everybody look alike. You know, we, we all look alike. Oh, they don't. They don't even look alike. I know, right? <laughs> oh, wow. And, you know, it was so it was sad for me to read that. And then I was like, you know, that that's two different people. Emmanuel Jones is in the Senate and Bernie Jones is a state rep. You know, they on two different levels. So, but... You know, he was he took he was like, you know, I'm I'm cool. I'm I take my corrections. You know, I I know. Okay, I was wrong. I have no problem being corrected. So that was awesome that he you know he received that information and was like, okay, yeah, because I was like, look, dude, you need to take your own advice, <laughs> research, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, it, it, it was so sad, but you know, it and it was sad because he wasn't the only one who was thinking Emmanuel Jones was Vernon Jones. So <laughs> that goes back to doing your research, knowing the candidates, going out to these town halls when they have these town halls or when they having these virtual meetings. Get in on these meetings, go to these town halls, and so you in. Go and meet these people so you, one, you can know what they look like. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a, that's at, a least, great. at least go, if you see, if they know who your, repre your representatives are in your district, you need to know who those people are. And if you don't, at if you don't know them, pull them up, see where they're going to be, Hey, go out there and meet this person. Yeah. Take a picture with him. <laughs> so you can see, hey, this is Emmanuel Jones and this is Vernon Jones. The one thing I've noticed is that the, within the black community, we do a lot of talking. We do a lot of talking. We do a lot of posting on Facebook. Absolutely. We are not going to these town halls. We are not nope. going to these um, board meetings or anything, or even like, you know, the cab Democrats, where I'm at, they have meetings every month. And I'm pretty sure the Republicans have, the cab Republicans have their meetings every month too. But you don't see these people come, you don't see black people coming to those meetings. You don't. No. You don't. They're not coming no. to the town halls. The people who do come to the town halls are the elderly people. They yep. are the ones that are coming to the town halls, going to the meetings and, and trying to voice their concerns with things that are going on in the community or things that are going on nationwide. We, I just I see a lot of people talking, but I don't see anybody at these meetings. And I've been to a lot of meetings. A mm. lot. And you I, know, I don't see people, I don't see these people. That that be rap 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 on social media. I don't. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And what I found out also is, the Republican Party, um, the elderly, <laughs> the way that people, um, these candidates stay in position of power, 
is because the elderly go out there and do they do what they vote they don't go sitting into polling places and okay i'm gonna stand in line and vote and push this little button a circle this little dot in there nope they don't do all that you know what they do they do vote by mail they send that that stuff in almost about two three maybe almost a month early and then they just sit at home and watch and they've been doing that consistently yeah religiously and how i found that out is one of my neighbors is uh elderly republican and um she actually is, she's thinking about uh, changing parties, you know, and just kind of, and it's sad because I felt real sad about her because um, it's almost like when you change political parties, you almost feel like you're kind of like out on an island, like, oh, you know, I don't have a place to go. You know, who can I, who can I side with or, or you know, who can I identify with? Um, but she was like, oh, I've been voting by mail for almost 20 years now. And when she said that, I looked at her and I was like, say what? She's like, yeah, I've been voting for 20 years by mail. And I was like, wow. And 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 that's what made me do some research. I was like, baby, that's all they've been doing is vote by mail all the time. And you're right. They don't go into these meetings to understand what was going on. We had a, um, in our neighborhood, uh, we had a situation where they were trying, the city council was trying to uh, widen the roads and I said, you know what? Let me go and take my butt up here and sit in here and see what they're talking about because this is going to be impacting me and, and directly in my community. And I felt so empowered. I felt like I was part of Dr. Martin Luther King, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's <laughs> marching thing. I was like, yes, let's go. They're still going to you know, wind the roads, but at least I got a chance to voice my opinion. I felt so empowered by that. I said, wow, I have totally been missing out on this. I need to go and let my voice be heard. Yes. And I, I, speak up, sister. Speak up, sister. Yes. And That's a, yes. our church slogan. And another thing people need to do is when you move, do a change of address. Address, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, I know you might be running from a bill collector. You don't want them to <laughs> but Come on. Because, you know, that's what happened here in Georgia, where um, a lot of people didn't receive no absentee ballot because of a change, a change of address. But they should have been looking at trying to, to verify their information prior to this election. I mean, they should have been looking at that almost six, seven months ago. I mean, but if you, if you're not putting in the change of a, address, to where you can receive a ballot, how are they gonna verify it? <laughs> I know. I would have been like, um, change of address or or something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So mm. there's just little simple things that we can do as citizens. One, change of address, two, vote. Three, go to town hall meetings, go to um, party meetings. City council meetings. City council yeah. meetings. Uh, they even have them online where you can just watch it online sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Those are little simple things that we can do as citizens. And then you do your research on each candidate. Do your own research. Don't mm -hmm. be listening to stuff on the TV 
or what somebody not posted or said on Facebook. Do your own research, you know? Those are simple things. And then we can start putting in, putting in the right people in the right position that can go in and start making some changes to these laws. And then, Absolutely. and making the constitution important because right now it is not. The constitution is not important. They don't care. It's, it's like it's going out the window. Because mm. <laughs> all, all these Bill of Rights are coming in. <laughs> you two ladies have shocked me tonight with this old uh, police Bill of Rights. I'm like, what? Yeah. Mm. Yes, the Supreme Court put that one out. So that's how you have the, the courts, you have the legislations, you have the unions, and then you have the juries that are there protecting these law enforcement personnel. And when you know you have that type of protection, mm -hmm. what you do? You act up. And you know, and I was actually trying to find some data on how many black law enforcement officers were the ones who were actually maybe been charged in a murder case as opposed to uh, white, but you know, there was very little data on that because uh, I'd be curious to know that, you know, if the ones who are going being convicted, uh, what, what are their race? What are their race? Hmm. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. We just have to dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Dig deeper. <laughs> to find out this information. That would be something very interesting to know. I'll get on it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess we can we can close out. Um, I have my Lexington, UK shirt on, representing Brianna Taylor. Uh, she's a graduate of the University of Kentucky. Big blue, rise up, baby! That's right, y'all need to be making some noise or something. Like, Hello, come on, Wildcat Nation! Yeah, come on now, we got to stand by our Big Blue Nation alumni. There you go with all that yes. Big Blue, and y'all sitting up there silent, man. What are y'all doing? Uh, <laughs> I would be out there protesting, protesting, protesting. Oof. Mm. Well, big blue, big blue are feeling the blues right about now after that verdict. Uh, <laughs> everybody is. I think everybody, yeah. like, it was, you know, I didn't. Uh. I wasn't even watching television. I got a call from Bobby T. <laughs> 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 it was like, the phone was ringing. It was just yeah, ringing. I was, I was trying to order, do, put up a closet organizer. <laughs> Up in the end, nailing like, stuff in the wall, and then like the, the hell with that the organizer stuff. Get on the damn phone. <laughs> she was like, all my phones. Oh, <laughs> I was like CNN, uh, MSNBC, and Fox all at once. Breaking dog on news. I need talk. <laughs> <laughs> it is always a pleasure to have you two on the saga. Um, I need to um, start paying y'all, giving y'all $2 a 
Man, I put it in the uh, 45's tax plan. We'd have to get that back plus interest. Man, listen. <laughs> you give us $2 and I, I owe three back. Y'all, yeah. y'all have 10 cents when y'all have <laughs> Well, you know what, D-Nice, we can put them two, them 10 cents together. We, we come up with something. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. We'll, we'll start an investment club or something. <laughs> Start off small, but we end up big. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go, man. That is that is cool. I, I'm with it because uh, we need to bring back Black Wall Street. Everything. I don't care if it is on the digital. You know, do something. We just need to do something for blacks. Karen be trying to come in here. No, this is for black people only. Get out. <laughs> Like, like, how you doing them, them flies at the picnic? Like, shoot, fly, go on somewhere. Oh. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for joining me on the saga. And for those of you who are listening, thank you all for tuning in. What is biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> Like okay, I'm done. <laughs> like it, you get you've been away from me too long. <laughs> yep. Thank you all for tuning in to the saga. You can follow the saga on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also listen to the saga on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Once again, I am your host, Tedra Everhart Lee, and thank you for tuning in to the saga. <laughs>